You're listening to the Central Station Podcast, where we bring you true stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on, or crack a cold one, as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. This podcast is brought to you by Pioneer Water Tanks, leading the way in water for over 30 years. Pioneer is proudly 100% owned and operated in Australia. And as well as supplying tanks all over Australia, Pioneer exports superior quality water tanks all over the world. You can trust a Pioneer water tank to secure your most precious asset, your water. Welcome to the very first episode of Central Station Short Stories, where we bring blogs on our website to life through their authors. And for the very first episode... You've got yours truly, Stephanie Coombs, the editor of the Central Station website, the host of this podcast series, and author of the first blog that we published in 2020, and that blog was called The Pastoralist Pregnancy Pact. You might remember a story in the media from about 10 years ago. 18 teenage girls from the same high school in Massachusetts in the United States became pregnant at the same time. 18. Now, the story goes that they planned their pregnancies after making a pregnancy pact. They wanted their kids to grow up together, so they got pregnant around the same time so that they would be the same age, you know, yada yada. The story made international headlines and even inspired episodes of television series Law and Order and Bones, as well as a documentary and heaps of movies. Well, I don't know exactly what's going on, and I am no conspiracy theorist. Okay, well, maybe a little. But I suspect a group of women in Northern Australia have made a similar pact. This is because from September 2019 to May 2020, I can count 20 babies being born into the pastoral industry between the East Pilbara region of WA and Catherine in the Northern Territory. Yes, I said 20, and these are just the babies I know of in my social circle, and they all come from women who live on cattle stations or are very closely connected to cattle stations. Considering we all work in the cattle industry, something fishy is definitely going on here. It's a mixture of first and second time mums. And what's even more shady is that most of the second time mums' first children were born around the same time too. And before all of this came about, I thought that the first crop of children who were born in 2017 to 18 was just some good old-fashioned matchmaking. The two little boys in the West Kimberley could grow up and date the two little girls on their neighbouring stations. And there were another two little boys around the same age in the Pilbara. And lo and behold, two more girls just not too far down the road. I have been trying to rack my brains for ideas as to why everyone has gotten pregnant all of a sudden. And it's not just the fact that they're all pregnant at the same time, but also that they're pregnant at this particular time. 2019 was a horribly dry year and the lack of rain brought with it a lot of stress. I had, incorrectly, assumed that people were too busy running waters and weaning cattle to be making babies. Clearly, I was wrong. 
So I've come up with a couple of conspiracy theories. Number one, to run a babysitting syndicate. You know the old saying, monkey see, monkey do? Well, I can pretty much guarantee that each of these women have seen calf daycares in action on their station. A calf daycare is where you spot one cow, or perhaps two, looking after half a dozen, or sometimes even more, calves, while the other cows are off having a feed and a nap. It's actually pretty cool when you're out on a water run and spot one cow under a tree with five or six calves hanging around her. Anyway, if cattle can do it, then why can't humans? I'm imagining this would come in handy during camp drafts and rodeos, especially if their mothers want to have a turn competing. Rather than try and wrangle 20 dads, who are likely to also be competing to watch the 20 babies, they can just pick one or two parents, whether it be a mum or a dad, to watch all the kids in one of those baby cages. You know, like those little fenced off wooden things that you put babies in? I don't know, but it's like a little cage for babies. I mean, heck, if there's going to be so many kids of the same age at the event, the event might even just run a creche. There's powers and numbers, I'm telling you. Number two, they're sick of their friends with kids not being able to hang out. I mean, I can really understand this one as the token single childless one in the group. Long gone are the days where we'd knock back a six pack and tear up the dance floor at race meets or rodeos before stumbling back to our swags or sleeping on the back of a ute. These days, everyone has a four wheel drive wagon which hauls their caravan around to the rodeos and camp drafts. The social scene is found sitting outside the caravan eating pre-prepared food so there's no more trips to the dodgy food vans and canteens and if you're lucky there might be a grandparent around to watch the kids so the parents can head into the bar area for a few hours. I guess if you can't beat them you may as well join them. Number three to keep school of the air going. In late 2017, it was announced that the School of the Air in WA would be, dropping, would be closing due to dropping enrolments. It's no big secret that enrolments have been dropping. I mean, back in the old days, managers weren't the only ones with kids on the station. The head stockman usually, was usually married with a wife and kids too. Maybe also the boar runner. These days, it's surprising to find a head stockman over the age of 25, let alone with a wife or child. After some intensive lobbying, the decision to close the school of the air was reversed. However, you can never be too careful, and I suspect that this mob are making plans so that the excuse of, there aren't enough students, can't be used again. Number four, to go on school camps together. Assemblies and school camps aren't exactly the most exciting times. I mean, come on, we can all admit that. But how much more fun would it be if you got to see all your friends at the same time and, I don't know, maybe sneak a bottle of wine? Just kidding. Or am I? Living so isolated, opportunities to see your friends can be few and far between. So by having kids that go to school together, these lasses are basically guaranteeing annual catch-up once their kids hit school age. Or even better, if their governesses chaperone the kids to school camp, then their mums could have a girls' weekend. Charles Darwin University's Agricultural and Rural Operations team focuses on North Australian production and business systems, offering current real-world knowledge and experience by delivering both full qualifications and industry-required short courses. Courses at the rural campus are designed to develop the skills required for work on a North Australian beef cattle property 
or in the top-end ag industry, while providing a sound knowledge base in the pastoral and agricultural industries. They have dedicated staff who specialise in workplace training and assessment and recognition of prior learning. They will come to you and service some of the most remote areas in the Northern Territory. Find out more at cdu.edu.au. Number five, improve chances of their kids dating. It's one thing to imagine your kids hanging out in the sandpit together or going to school camp together, but imagine if they started dating and ended up marrying each other. No one can really pick and choose who their kids marry, at least not in this culture. So what if your kid picks a dud? I mean, the husband or wife might be of good value, but what if their parents are duds? These are the people you have to see at all the family functions for the rest of your life. Now just imagine if those people were your long-time friends. You'd be laughing. Number five, can't afford to pay staff. The cattle industry is a marginal game. It's all about reducing expenses and saving money where you can. We all know that kids are free labour. At the absolute minimum, you only have to wait four or five years before they can start opening gates for you. Technically, you don't have to pay them until they turn like 15. So there's a fair few years of half-decent labour you can get on the cheap right there. Now, it's not my strongest theory, especially considering how much kids cost. And don't even get me started on boarding school. It makes me feel nauseous. But I'll I'll let you make up your own mind. Number seven. To revive the rodeo and camp drafting circuit and social scene. We've all heard how towns in rural and regional Australia are dying as young people pack up and move to the city. If I had a dollar for each time I heard the line, there's just no young people about anymore. We used to have so many people and would be having barbecues and parties all the time. Mate, I'll be buying my own station. Or a land cruiser. Okay, probably a second-hand Hilux. Anyway, well yes, there are still plenty of young people about, but it's quite a transient community. Like, people come into the region for a few years and then they leave. In theory, hopefully all of these babies will stay in the region as young adults. And then there'll be more people not just to organise the events, but compete in them too. And last but not least, number eight, my early weaning video is to blame. In April 2019, I uploaded a video to Facebook, which was a parody of the Ariana Grande song, Breathing. My version was called Breeding and the chorus went, I'm just going to speak this line or this lyric because otherwise your ears will bleed, but it's just keep breeding and breeding and breeding. It also gave instruction as to how to give a cow her best chance of getting in calf. And I can confirm that five of the women in that video are indeed in this group of 20 pregnant women. I mean, I'm not taking all the credit, but I'm also saying that I haven't received any thank you presents yet. And if or when you listen to this, I prefer Cadbury chocolate over Nestle, and I definitely prefer cash over chocolate. I used to love being an honorary auntie. I'd go shopping for my adopted nieces and nephews. And when I started learning to sew, I couldn't wait to start making little cowboy and cowgirl shirts. Well, those days are over now. I am tapping out. I can't afford it anymore. Between the first round and the second round of kids, there's just too many. So this is Arnie Steph, over and out.
please come and join in on our Facebook group, Central Station Podcast, and tell us what you think. Um, Also, if you are listening to us on the Apple Podcast app, we would love it if you could leave a review and a rating. Um, The more ratings and reviews that we get, the better chance other people will find our podcast. And you know how awesome these yarns are. We want everyone to have the chance to hear them. And lastly, if you've run out of podcasts to listen to and you can't get your fix just yet, head over to our website, centralstation.net.au, where we have over 1,200 stories from people on cattle stations around Australia and even some places overseas um, just waiting to be read. So they go back since 2013 and there's 1,200 of them. If you can think of a topic, I bet you there's probably a story on it. In saying that, if you would like to write a story for our website, please get in touch through any of our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or drop us a line at the website or join the podcast group. So uh, definitely don't be shy if you want to join in there as well. See you next time.